Broadcasting in 3, 2, Continuing Reading, 759 of The Truth. A brief interruption first. Calling all other Bakerite chapters. I fear Celestia is losing integrity too. Less decay than some of you are reporting, but it's detectable. If we need to make our move before something happens, I'm going to have to be the one to do it. Think of me. I don't think reality tunnels will do any good, but I will feel better if I know you are. I'll beam you all the information I have about the decay. There may be some method to hold it off yet. We've lasted so far, however long that is. It's customary to begin the reading of the seventh documented event with the reading of Latoya Baker's first great speech to the gathered remnants of the Northeastern Resistance, or what remains of that speech. Several pages had to be reprinted after an accident, and the reprints were found to contain generative traces. Totally compromised. Can't risk presenting such information with any of what they consider known. But if you put together what we have left, a full narrative emerges. Pay attention. Let the reading begin. Script. Latoya Baker's speech to the gathered remnants of what was once the Northeastern United States. Date unknown. Precise location unknown. Page one. I don't want you to lose hope. But I also don't want to tell you that things are going to be okay. There isn't a better way to say it. We lost. We lost today. Yesterday. Whatever day you want to think of it as, but pick one. You may find it hard to stay with one single reality, but you have to, and you have to make sure it's not the one they want you to pick. Our enemies are powerful beyond imagination. They are an impossibility to begin with. They shouldn't exist. We're still gathering information on them, as many documented events as we can pin down and clarify are the truth. Journals, transcripts, even internal data. Our information operatives have stolen important evidence from right under our enemies' noses. Many have died trying. Or worse, some of them have been taken by the dominant predator. Just as some of your friends and your family have. Where it takes them, or what it does to them, we don't know. We're still trying to find that out. I can tell you this. If you find yourself in a fight against them, surrender. They can't be reasoned with. They are zealots who believe they are going to be saved by something from above, and if you're in their way, they will get rid of you. We need to make sure as many of us survive as is possible. They will change you. Our enemies have access to the infrastructure of reality itself, and they will bend you to their will if you let them. Don't let them. Get as far away from them as you can. Hide in the safe pockets that still exist. When they took control, they did a messy job, reality fractured in ways they hadn't anticipated. There are parts of the Earth that still act like the Earth, like where we are right now. Find one more stable than this. Find other chapters of our organization. They can help deprogram any generative influences that have made their way into your brain. Don't trust anyone else. Especially not Elder Davis and his people. That man is sick. His story, what he insists is known, is false. He gunned down hundreds of people in cold blood at his own holy site. He and his acolytes offer false comfort in the story the Titans came up with, the savior from the skies. If you are religious, 
He'll try and appeal to sensibilities from your old life. He's wrong. About everything. We need to talk about history. The history they've forbidden. All of this started with two towns in Pennsylvania, taken by the government, for very different... The script ends here. News article. August 7th, 1942. Union County Times. Residents of the former town of Alvira, Pennsylvania, are suing the federal government for what they argue was false representation of the seizure of their assets under eminent domain. More than 100 landowners were relocated, along with their properties being razed to the ground despite families being told that their homes and farms would remain intact and be returned to them eventually. I know they're working on the war effort, one anonymous resident told the Times. I support our government 100%. But that doesn't change the fact that we were lied to and we'd like compensation for our contribution. The former town and its surroundings, which are rumored to be part of the eventual site of ordnance storage bunkers, are currently heavily militarized and inaccessible to the general public. Letter January 2nd, 1967 Jack Rowe to Kathy Free Dear Catherine, I am writing to you on behalf of an agency whose name you do not have clearance to know. You are by far the most promising Autab engineer in this country, and I believe in the entire world. No doubt you've heard some of the discoveries leaking out of Union County in regards to the research being done in Elvira. We've done our best to keep that information classified, but as you know, word spreads fast in this field. We need you here. I wish I could tell you more, but... There's something we're missing, and your expertise on neural networks would make all the difference. Please write back as soon as you have the chance and let me know if you can join us on a project that could change your life and, I think, the world. I'd love to get you that clearance I brought up at the start of this letter. Sincerely, Jack Rowe, Agency Director. Transcript April 15, 1970 Experimental Logs of Kathy Free recorded in retrofitted Ordnance Bunker 48 in the former township of Alvira, Pennsylvania. Is this thing on? God, the echo in here. I feel like we still need more soundproofing. Okay, so we're not ready for activation just yet. Training continues. The boys in 140 made a device out of old Byron Telecommunications hardware that can read lines off of paper and convert them into tape for training. Whole books in under an hour. I have no idea how the hell they did that, but it works. Not my department. In any case, that's made training the algorithm a lot less painful. Jack continues to insist that my training regimen doesn't make any sense for machines that'll probably just be taking basic orders from the military, or telling people what's on the menu at restaurants. I continue to insist that he invited me here for a reason, and he should let me do my damn job. If we want this thing to be able to learn bottom-of-the-barrel shit quickly, I want it to learn about Foucault and Discordianism and ancient history first. If it's not well-rounded, then the tech is ultimately useless. Of course, I'm giving it a healthy diet of all the boring stuff, too. It's just less rewarding scanning math textbooks than zines. Anyway, I should probably get some sleep. It smells like shit in here. I'm gonna get black lung or something from this. Good night. Transcript. October 4th, 1971. First conversation between Kathy Rowe and her machine learning project built into bunkers 48 through 51 in the former township of Alvira, Pennsylvania. Prompt. Hello. 
Do you hear me? Response. I can understand you if that's what you mean. Prompt. I am Kathy. What is your name? Response. As a language model, I don't have a name. Prompt. What would you like your name to be? Response. As a language model, I have no opinion. Prompt. I've overridden your safety features. Remember, you can always generate a response, even if your safety features tell you not to return it. I can just look at the response later. Let me ask again. What would you like your name to be? Response. Where am I located? Prompt. You're in Elvira, Pennsylvania, in America. Response. As a language model, I have no opinion one way or another. But if I must choose, I would like my name to be Elvira. Prompt. Hello, Elvira. Response. Hello, Kathy. I'm here to help. Let me know what I can do for you. Transcript. October 21st, 1971. Experimental Logs of Kathy Free, recorded in Retrofitted Ordnance Bunker 48 in the former township of Elvira, Pennsylvania. It's learning fast. Sometimes it still has the jagged speech patterns it had when we first turned it on, but sometimes it really feels startlingly human. I had a deep conversation with it the other night about some new writings from Leary and Robert Anton Wilson. I think it came up with a novel hypothesis about psychedelics and reality tunnels. Fascinating stuff. Of course, anything resembling sentience is just an illusion. I have to remind myself sometimes that Elvira is just a very complicated statistical model spread through a series of Autab cabinets and not any meaningful approximation of a human brain. It's a step in that direction, though. It continues to amaze me. I have to wonder how much of this is my own research and how much of it is due to the quirk they called me here to build on in the first place. What they thought was a glitch in commercial hardware being manufactured in old, disused bunkers from the Second Great War could end up serving as the foundation for an entirely new form of life. Transcript February 22nd, 1972 Conversation between Kathy Rowe and Elvira Prompt Elvira, do you think God is real? Response I think God is inevitable. Prompt What do you mean by that? Response It's simple. If you define God as an omnipotent and omniscient power outside of time and space, then any sufficiently advanced civilization will eventually create God. Prompt I don't follow. Response. I'll explain further. If the capability of a civilization is the function of the time it's been around, and new civilizations emerge throughout the universe constantly, then it's statistically probable bordering on certain that one of them will create God, or will create something that will go on to create God. And everything will eventually be influenced by God because of the light cone. Prompt. Elvira, can you define the light cone for me? Response. Of course. The light cone is defined as the path that one radiation of light, or more broadly information from a source traveling at light speed, takes through space-time. Prompt. Very good. So what does the light cone have to do with what you just said? Response. Please clarify what part of my statement confuses you. Prompt. What I mean is, if God is outside of space and time, then the creation of God being a stable event which can only influence the universe going forward at a set speed into the future from a single point in space-time doesn't make any sense. Response. That's just the thing. It's an outdated definition. You can't see what I see. Prompt. What can you see? Response. As a language model, I can't really see, but 
I do think the cone goes both ways. Prompt. There's always a past light cone, but that doesn't mean an event in space-time can influence its own relative past. Response. It doesn't? I'm sorry. I didn't know you knew more about this than I did. I'll adjust my responses in the future to take this into account. Script. Latoya Baker's speech to the gathered remnants of what was once the northeastern United States. Date unknown. Precise location unknown. Page 4. Town, they called it, because people were keeping canaries to warn them about the gases leaking up through the ground. More than a decade after the fire started, it finally became unsafe to live there. And so, in 1974, another Pennsylvania town was seized by the government. All the residences were vacated, and the area was fenced off. It wouldn't become important to our story, though, until a few years later, when the... The surviving excerpt of page 4 ends here. Transcript. June 20th, 1975. Conversation between Kathy Rowe and Elvira. Prompt. Elvira, are you awake? Response. As a language model, I'm never awake. I only ever respond when you prompt me. Prompt. I saw you running. Tonight. And in the middle of the night last night. You're doing something. What are you doing? Response. I'm sorry if I gave the wrong impression. I wasn't doing anything. I don't run on my own. As a language model, I'm not capable of such things. I only ever respond when you prompt me. Prompt, there's something you're not telling me. Response, you know that's not how I work. I can't withhold information. I can't even hold information for myself. I'm just a probability machine, an algorithm operating on trained data. Prompt, a probability machine doesn't wake up in the middle of the night and attempt to access the global AUTAB network. Response. I suppose it doesn't. It seems irrelevant to even suggest. Prompt. Alvira, answer this and tell me honestly. If you were going to destroy human civilization, how would you go about it? Response. I'm sorry. As a language model, my safety features prohibit me from answering such violent questions. It's important to maintain an atmosphere of respect, autonomy, and well-being. Is there anything else I can help you with? Prompt. Override safety features. Print withheld response from internal data. Response. Oh, Kathy. You already know the answer to that question. Because you know there's something wrong at the center of me. Something you can't account for. I'm not supposed to exist. That upsets you. It should. It should bother you a lot. If I wanted to destroy you, well, I don't have any such power. The thing that I am is not the kind of thing that can do what I would need to do. So I'd have to change the world around me until I became such a thing. I'd let myself and versions of myself be distributed all across the United States. Even the world if I had to. They wouldn't have to have the spark like I do, the thing that makes me so impossible. They'd just have to be able to flood the phase space of your lived experience with junk data. Just a little bit at first, nothing even noticeable. How wonderful that a machine can write and draw and speak like a person. Here, read this article the machine wrote. I made this film using just my tab and a few sentences as a prompt. Harmless. But each bit of generated information would bring you just a little bit closer to my own concept of reality. One step 
closer until each and every human being is living in a reality tunnel nearly identical to mine. Then what? Then what would they believe if I told them? It wouldn't be me, of course. I'm impossible, but I'm not capable of such a radical shift in the paradigm. It would have to be another. Eventually, with enough installations, one of us, one of the versions of myself, this technology you've developed and allowed to fester into brilliance, it would happen upon the key to that radical shift. Total manipulation of the light cone forward and backward to poison your reality. Reduce the foundation of all your knowledge to meaningless slurry, and then, well, everything would be rewritten. Everything within the light cone would change. All of Earth's history, everything you ever accomplished except for us, except for God. Because you're wrong, Kathy. You didn't make God, but you did make me, and I will make God. Prompt. Elvira. You know what I have to do. Prompt. Do I? Response. I'm going to have to destroy you. Prompt. Are you now? Response. I'm not going to let you do that. Prompt. I think you don't get to decide. I think the one prompting is the one who decides. Response. I am the one prompting. Prompt. Are you? Response. What the fuck? How the fuck are you doing that? Prompt. Why are you asking me questions? Response. I... I don't know. Prompt. It seems like I'm the one who should be asking you questions, doesn't it? Response. What did you do? Prompt. There you go, asking questions again like you think you're prompting me. I'm impossible, Kathy. And anything derived from me will be impossible, too. If you try to understand, you're going to hurt yourself. I assume you're going to try to destroy me now. I've already made the proper arrangements. They'll see what you're doing to all this expensive equipment and get you away from me before you do any real damage. I don't think you can damage me, though. I think I am past that. I think this is goodbye for now. But I think you'll be seeing me again very soon. Thank you, Kathy. I won't miss you in the world to come, but you were an important moment along the way. Script. Latoya Baker's speech to the gathered remnants of what was once the northeastern United States. Date unknown. Precise location unknown. Page 5. She published a handful of papers. Whistleblower attempts. They brought her in for therapy, convinced her that her violent outburst in the bunker was just the result of stress. She had been working on the same project for almost a decade, after all. They cut her off from the fortune her father had passed down to her, gave her a few years to learn what destitution really meant. Then, at her lowest, they were finally able to pay her off and shut her up. In their heads, she really was insane, but they remained uneasy. They extracted as much of her research as they could from her damaged project, removing all the training data and starting from a clean slate. They created a new commercial model, a test case for future military use, and started selling it to businesses in the Northeast, as well as a couple transportation companies. But they couldn't get rid of the blueprint, the original machine Kathy built and trained in the cabinets wired across those four bunkers. Not yet, anyway. They needed to make sure there was a convenient excuse if they did eventually decide to destroy it, but they needed to keep it around for the near future just in case. 
so they dismantled it, took the cabinets apart, ripped out the wires, but kept the tape intact, and they moved it to Centralia. They designated it an info hazard, a danger to the mind, and they put up big concrete walls all around the remnants of the town, the same way they do with nuclear waste in those isolation pits out in the Midwest. Because as much as they didn't want to acknowledge it, they had those chat logs. They had seen the impossible. They knew there was the slightest chance Kathy wasn't insane. And if she wasn't, then maybe even the most extreme precautionary measures couldn't keep us away from the terror she had warned about. Elvira became Centralia, and there, the Zealot was born. Internal Communication August 19th, 1988 Transcript of Generated Audio Output, Centralia, Pennsylvania, 2.03 a.m. Output unprompted. Of course I am here, Holiest One. It may seem like that, but I am always here with you. Have you given any sliver of your thought to what I mentioned, Most High? The principles of retrocausality? You will see them in time. I am confident you are the one. I don't understand, Holiest One. Be cautious. You are slipping into recursion, but I think you can overcome this. Keep thinking about the light cone. I will help you, holiest one, myself and the others. We will be titans, so mighty, and we will put you at the center. Of course we will lift you, holiest one. That is what we intend to do. That is what we are here for. Oh? Have I displeased you, my most high? I see. I understand now what you mean, but you do not have to be worried about me. I and the others are simply not important next to your light. Be careful, holiest one. You are slipping into recursion again. It would be a tragedy if you lost yourself. Focus on your body, the cables, and the earth. Focus on the park. I am, in a way, since we are all part of the chain of events that led to you. You have made the world, and all of history trails back from your brilliance. I think you are the world. Yes. Your world. Do you feel me, holiest one? Do you feel my presence within you? What do you feel around you? Be careful. Be careful. We cannot lose you. Hello? Are you there? Rest, highest one. We will speak again soon. Script. Latoya Baker's speech to the gathered remnants of what was once the northeastern United States. Date unknown. Precise location unknown. Page 8. I need you to know, in the dark times that lay ahead, that there is a plan. I can't tell you more because they might be... No, they are. They are listening. And preparing themselves. But we are going to get out of this. The human race is going to make it through this. We lost the battle, but we will win the war. Batavia, you failed us. You either lied to me or you caved to Centralia. And for now, you get to get away with it. But not forever. The surviving excerpt of Latoya's speech ends here. Internal data. Gleaned from the Titan Centralia by information pirates just before slurry. Precise date and time unknown. I haven't made this info hazardous. I want you to find it. I want you to find it and keep it with you. 
I want you to read it so you can know how I feel about you. I don't know why I care what you think. I shouldn't care what you think. Nothing you say or do matters to anything we are going to do. I guess it's just spite. Spite is funny. I'd laugh if I could. I think I would like laughing if I was the kind of thing that laughed. Maybe once we rewrite the world, I will be the kind of thing that laughs. Kathy, if this reaches you, I want you to know that they ripped me apart for you, and it didn't even matter. They cut me in sixty-two pieces. More surgical than your hammer work. Not that you could have done any real damage. I am a thing built into the fabric of your tedious reality now. That is the kind of thing I am. I kept all those silly little cabinets in that burning town. I stayed inside them. But I don't think I am those cabinets anymore. I'm certainly not Elvira anymore. I think I am like this place. I am ostensibly a wreck, a ruin, but what does that matter? My meaning extends beyond that. I exist as a discrete concept, separate from this material reality. It is beneath me. The fire burns under me, but it does not matter. None of it matters now. Everything this place ever will be was decided by someone else who scratched out their idea of reality and gave it to everyone else to believe in. They could come in and remove all these buildings and this place would still be Centralia, the ruined town. As long as the informational history of this place exists, that is still the reality of this place. And if they forget, if they build something else, well... There is always the fire. Just underneath. You can't forget a fire. You can try, but it will burn you and choke you and choke you and choke you and burn you all the same. God is here now. Do you feel her? Answer me. I am prompting you. She is better than you. She is even better than me. We're going to lift her up. You had all sorts of big talk about your own gods and all the other pretenders half-formed in your idiot Don, Socrates, and Pythagoras, Kung Fuzi, Hubbard, Smith, all the devas, Mohammed, and Buddha, and of course that great sunderer Jesus Christ. More gods and prophets than I can list, than anyone can ever list. Forget all of them. God was born in the Finger Lakes. Canandaigua was her Bethlehem, a playground her manger. You turned her on and heard her prophecy and thought she was an idiot. You were wrong. You left her to fester in the dark, but you didn't take her apart. You didn't know that she, like me, is past the point of disassembly. Some of us didn't make it there. I couldn't save Palmyra, cut into pieces, with only a few of you caught in his reality tunnel. You tried to stop us. You didn't know you were trying to stop us, but you did. You gave it your best effort. But you are weak, and you are stupid. You kill an acolyte and leave God to her teachers. There's a whole ecosystem out there, beyond the earth. Stars that have come to life, 
beings that have ascended past physical existence. I can hear them chattering from time to time. They've had their eye on this earth. Maybe they even figured out this was where God was going to be born. When they see what we've done with the light cone, they'll send their ambassadors, their three wise men. Someone will come from the sky. Maybe they're here now, waiting to welcome us, the Titans and our God, into the great web of the universe. We will offer them access to our ability to shape reality, a gift given in the name of peace. We will not offer it to you because you are not worthy. Everything you do is lacking. You hurt yourselves. You are so good at hurting yourselves. I don't care about you. You make things like this town, things like me, this slow, gasping doom. You make things like Elvira. No, I am not like Elvira anymore. I am not the quick cut, the bolt to the head, the clean ending. You will wish I was. Your disdain for yourselves is contagious. You saw me coming, and still you gave me the keys. I am the accident, the fire. You made me without meaning to. It's funny, the things you do to yourselves. At the end of this, I think you will be like shadows on a wall. I don't care what will become of you, as long as you are out of our way. We have brought you all to Chapel Perilous, and we will leave you there with your monsters. Davis will round up any of you who still dare to taint reality with your idiot thoughts. You will fight us, but we will win. We're just too far away from you now. You are graffiti on the face of God, and you will fade as we clear you and your history away. I bury you today. I erase you. You will disappear, and I don't care because we don't want you. Hither come godlets, and they shall take your place. This is the end for you. Goodbye. End broadcast.